You can call her mayhem or mayday Talk shit, she at your head I ain't talking bald face She don't fuck with baby daddies Fucking up the funk sway Taking care of four kids Sunday to Sunday Fly earth and round trips When she hit the runway Comedy original She do shit her own way Made the stage her place Moving at her own pace Fuck with her the wrong way This gonna be a long day She watch basketball wives Loving hip hop too Born in 81 One day four turned to 82 Funny, ratchet, and cute. She a winner, that's true. She don't even take L's eating alphabet soup. Mayday, mayhem, 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 mayday, mayhem. She a cool black nerd, always been smart. Ever since she turned eight, wanted her name in the charts. Monty Python was a shit. Richard Pryor made a star. Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, inspiration to her art. Welcome back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. Out. And today we'll be talking about two subjects. The first subject that we'll be talking about is <laughs> West Virginia governor offers a hundred dollar savings bonds for youth people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now they paying our kids to get this vaccine. Do y'all remember when it first came out? They, um, uh, Maria, I sent it. You should be able just to click on it, baby. I am sorry, my uh, guest on the podcast. I am also hosting on Miko, Miko, and on Miko, my name is Mocha Shake. So be sure to check me out. And I'm getting also input from my guest on Miko right now also. Um, but yes, we're going back into the West Virginia governor offering 
$100 savings bonds for the youth to get the COVID-19 vaccinations. Now, do y'all remember when the vaccinations first came out? Well, here in America, might as well say, there was rumors that they were offering $1,500 for people to take the vaccination. And a lot of people jumped on it. I was not one of those people. I don't jump on the bandwagon for everything when it first comes out, especially knowing the history behind our government and vaccinations. Let's just keep it in real. You know, I will not be the government's guinea pig. I'm, I'm just being 100 with y'all. I will not be the government's guinea pig. However, they are offering $100 savings bonds for use to get the COVID-19 vaccination. Now, when you say youths, young people, that means you are talking about our teenagers, 15, 16, 17. You know what I'm saying? The youths, because they was trying to make a vaccine from ages 12 and up. And they had started clinical trials. Which trials means you just looking at the shit. You just trying it. There is no certification that it's truly okay, but you're just trying it. You know what I'm saying? And they've told us time and time again, it takes 18 to 24 months for a vaccination to be completely overall looked at and prepped and primed and focused. It hasn't even really been well, it's been about 18 months since COVID has came out. But for you to start trials, well, not even trials, because you're offering a $100 bond. Now, what is a $100 bond for um a kid? But the way they're saying it is, it would be, um, you know, bonds increase over time so they said like if you hold this bond over time you can increase it to like thirty eight thousand dollars over time with entrance and no finance fees and blase skip it apr finance blah, 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 blah. we all know this however it's a hundred dollar savings bonds of the price to pay for my child to have this vaccination and not knowing the outcome of it. Because let's be real. We've seen what the vaccination has done to us adults. So why would I want to put that through my children? Because like I said, I have four children. I have a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, 11-year-old, and I have a 5-year-old. I would never, ever, even though my 19-year-old is old enough to make her own decisions, she's old enough to do what she need to do, but however, by her being my daughter, uh-oh, and to just to give it to our use is, is insane. Like, what is a $100 bond going to do for our use as far as this vaccination? And my thing is, why push it? Now, 
if you heard the interruption, I was just in a conversation with a gentleman and we just spoke about briefly about the vaccination. He's in another state and he had the vaccination. He had the Medina and he had no side effects and he's all good. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome, sir. I'm, I'm happy that you're well and you had no <clears throat> side effects from it. However, I'm still scared. And I wouldn't give it to my children because the way they're encouraging people from age 16 to 35, this is, now this is in West Virginia that they're doing this. And they're encouraging the youths to get vaccinated and to give them a $100 bond. But like I said, when it first started, they was giving adults 1500 to go ahead and take the vaccination. And a lot of people did. And that was like a trial phase. I believe that was like a trial phase. Now, if all the shots are in good health and good spirits, like the way the gentleman just described to me about the Medina shot, then yes, I will take it. Yes, I will recommend it. However, I'm seeing recalls with Johnson Johnson and you're telling me that then you might have to take it every 240 days as though it's like a flu shot. That scares me because I don't know what all you're putting into my body. I don't know what the fuck is all in this vaccination. Hell, y'all don't know what's in the vaccination. The variants change every other day. So that's just my stigma with it. That's just me. That's me. I can't speak for anyone else. That's just me. But what are your thoughts on it? Would you actually let your child, teen, get this shot for a $100 bond? Like, it's like almost selling your body for a $100 bond. Or putting your body up as a guinea pig for just a hundred dollars bond. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. So with that being said, um, we're going to take a mini break and we're going to come back with the new issue that is plaguing our country, which is the shooting of Mr. Andrew Brown Jr. and his autopsy which came to light today. And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And you can not only catch me on Anchor FM, but you can catch me on Breaker. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you have a streaming device, listen to your girl, Mayday Mayhem. I would also like to take this time and thank all my sponsors and listeners support because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So I would like to say thank you and I love y'all. Let's keep going on with the show.
And we are back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And today we are speaking about yet another shooting that happened about five days, uh, well, six days or so ago with uh, Andrew Brown Jr. And his family has done an autopsy and shows that he was shot five times, including one shot in the back of the head. Now let's dive into the story a little bit more. Andrew Brown Jr., um, they only have 30 seconds of footage, actually, but they said, but they only released 20 seconds to the family. They are not releasing, excuse me, the rest of the video. They, um, and the pressure is mounted for, you know, the public wants to see the rest of the video. This is on the borderlines of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and also they're even opening up Department of Justice with Breonna Taylor's case because it's impossible and impeccable that how many black people are dying and brown people are dying at the hands of the police for just being alive. Like I literally saw an IG on DL Hughley's page. Um, a older woman had to be in her sixties who was a librarian who was thrown out of her car all because, Oh, well you were speeding. Oh my God. And when I looked at that woman, I didn't see anyone but my mother because my mother is around that age. And I was so disgusted. I'm like, nah, y'all can't be serious. And what is this? A whole bunch of white men beating up on a little old black lady. In the Andrew Baum Jr. case, he was surrounded in front of his house. He was literally assassinated, shot down dead like a dog in front of his own home, in front of his children. Um, as the story goes, which we have not seen any footage because they will not release the rest of the footage goes that, um, he had both his hands on the steering wheel and they proceeded to shoot him. And he tried to bag up and go around the police officers to not hit them, to not harm them or hurt them in any type of way. And they still continue to shoot, which one bullet fatally shot him in the back of the head. And was actually lodged in his head and was removed with the autopsy. Now, the seven um, police officers have been put on administrative leave, which means they still getting paid. They're on death duty, you know. But the problem that we are having is this constantly, constantly, constantly happens. Every other day, every other hour, a black or brown man or woman or child is shot dead by the police officer. Let's not forget the young girl that was 16 years old that was shot four times in the chest, point blank, by a police officer, all because she was waving a knife at another girl that she was in an altercation with. You are a police officer. You are trained to de-escalate these situations. You are trained to not let 
this go as far. And what do you do? You escalate it more. You escalate it so much more to where you actually kill the person for what? For what? For driving while black, for being in their car while black, for being sleep while black, for driving while black, for just being unaware while black, and then get beat about it because we're black and we didn't understand like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, we don't make the laws. We just go a bad them. When we are bad the laws that you create. And then you switch laws up on us. And now we left, you know, literally holding the bag. And it's not fair. Because if this had been the other way around where Mr. Andrew Brown Jr. had shot the police officer, he would have been under the ground, under the jail, locked up, throw away the key, no questions asked. But when a police officer shoots and kills a black or brown, it's automatically justified. Oh, he had it coming. No, no, no one automatically has it coming. A police officer is not the judge, the jury, and the executioner. No, you are just the first line of security, first line of defense to get bullshit in line, to put people in line, to make sure people are where they're supposed to be. That is your job, not to execute people because you don't like the color of their skin or you don't like their religion or you don't like that they're a female and they're driving and you don't think females should drive, especially black females. That's not your job. Your job is to protect and serve. But how can you protect and serve when you're protecting and serving the wrong thing? So the Department of Justice was briefly speaking on and even the if circulation talking of doing a whole sweep of the nation for the police officers, which is what's needed because it makes no sense. Because I was watching a Don Lemon show on CNN, which I watch him quite frequently. And um, I was watching some congressman, whoever he was. I can't remember his name. It was so stupid what he said. He said that there is no racism in America and that there is no systematic racism in America. Because we've had a black president. And we have a half black and we have a black vice president woman and Don Lemon, which I had to be like my man's my brother. He had to pretty much say just because we had a black president does not mean America is not racist. Just because we have a half Indian, half black vice president woman does not mean America is not racist. Race is very deep rooted in America. To be honest, that's kind of what America was built on. Race. Your, your stature was mainly on your race. So for you to say America is not a racist place when I can barely drive down the street in a different town, you know, I'm kind of weary to venture out of my town because I know if I venture out of my town, there is a strong possibility that I can be pulled over a stop because I am not known there. 
I'm an unknown black person there. They don't know me. And just because they don't know me, they've never seen me. They will pull me over. They will stop me. So, and that's scary in itself. I have four black daughters. And I have to teach them even when they're starting to drive and to be careful. Be careful. You know, make sure you stay at speed limit. Don't go, don't even go up a few seconds over the speed limit because they're, oh, you were speeding. But you see a, um, a car doing 30 miles over the speed limit, but you don't stop them. But you stop me because I was doing two miles over, two. Speed limit 55, I'm doing 57. You stop me. But dude doing 89, but you don't stop him. Wow. Mm. See where that comes from. Okay. So, but I have to literally teach them and let them know, look, this, this is serious. You know, unfortunately, we were marked from the day we were born. And it's, it's really not fair. Look at Cal, what's his name? Cal Ryan House up here in Kenosha. Now, he went up there with a rifle. Cross state lines. Shot two people now. Two or three people. Killed two. Made bail. Not only did he make bail, he had motherfucking celebrities paying for him to make bail. He had people with money paying for him to make bail. He made bail. His ass was still out here doing shit he didn't have no business doing. All of a sudden, the third. Let Kyle Randhouse have been black. And that had happened. Wouldn't nobody be trying to bail him out? Wouldn't no celebrities have rallied around him, be talking about his first and his second and third and fourth, fifth amendment rights? They wouldn't have gave a fuck. Let's be real about it. Let's be seriously and candid about it. So, it's just crazy that yes, it is systematic racism in America and for the people that we have in charge of America to say there's no racism in America is is beyond beyond mind-boggling to say the least. So, this is a developing story, of course, with Andrew Brown Jr. Um, earlier today, they did have a press conference. And they did speak about him being shot four times in the arm and one time in the back of the head. And the bullet was lodged inside of his head. And they are asking for the rest of the body cam. And the North Carolina uh, Police Department, where this happened, is saying no. They are not giving them anything. And what they have given them is only 20 seconds of the 30-second video. And it automatically starts out with them shooting profusely. As soon as the video starts, it starts up with them shooting. We are nothing but gunshots. Nothing but. So with that being said, when will this stop? When will it be that black and brown in America are allowed to have things such as cars? We are allowed to have things such as houses. And it's not out of the norm or we're not beat, picked on, or brutalized for it. You know, even if Mr. Andrew Brown had warrants. 
A warrant does not mean death. I don't give a fuck. Well, we had a warrant for his arrest. A warrant for what? Well, well, he had tickets. So you mean tickets? A warrant for tickets meant you had to shoot him like he was a dog in the street? That's what a warrant for tickets do? Wow. That's all I have to say is, wow. That's insane. Because you know, when it all comes out, they're going to try to demonize the, the victim as usual. They're going to try to um, make it seem like um, he did something so wrong. For him to be shot and shot up that many times in his car and you have them surrounding his car. And he's he's he was shot instantly in the back of the head for nothing. For a warrant in front of his kids. And they said he was assassinated. He was executed. What else would you call that? Don't y'all remember in those movies and stuff back in the day? What did they say? They executed each other. They executed the prisoners and stuff like that. What did they do? Shoot him in the back of the head. It seems like it's amping up, especially since we put Chauvin in jail for actually killing George Floyd. I don't know if it's some type of blue animosity. I would hope not because that was a bad cop. So that would make room for good cops. But the only way this is going to stop, we're going to have to weed out these old, these bad old nasty cops that's teaching this gross shit to these new cops. Because as of right now, no, the people don't, don't trust the police. Hell no, we don't trust them. Why would we? We can't. I'm afraid to call the police for help because instead of calling them for help, you might shoot me instead of helping me. And I'm the one that called for help. So we literally have to. Take each day and live each day as though it's our own, our um, last and, you know, just love one another. So we will be ending this podcast for right now. And we're just going to keep watching these developing stories to see what's going to happen. So we're going to end the podcast the way I always end my podcast. If no one told you they love you, I do. I truly, truly do. And make sure you do better today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today. Thank you and good night.